welcome back. Mind over movie time. Mind over movie time. Mind over movie time. It's the new theme song that is premiering right now in your ears. I'm gonna make it. It's gonna make it? Yeah, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna uh, get on Fruity Loops and uh, uh, make our new jingle, and it's is, gonna be that. Is Fruity Loops really a, a, a beat thing? Is yeah. this, Is this. You didn't just improv that? No. Yeah, Fruity Loops is a beat thing. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> more people use Fruity Loops than I originally thought as well. I figured everybody would move on to something more, I don't know, something better, but apparently a lot of producers still use Fruity Loops. Hey, I have a question. How do you spell Fruit Loops? Fruit Loops? Yeah. Oh, no, this is the Mandela effect, isn't it? It's like F-R-O-O-T-L-O-O-P-S. I was convinced that it was F-R-U-I-T. Like, I was too. I, I really did grow up thinking that that's how it's spelled. Yeah. Rude awakening, man. I tell you what. I, uh, it hurts. Same thing with, uh, we were discussing this last night, the Santa Claus movies. I was, I've been spelling Santa Claus wrong my whole life. Without the E? With, I've been spelling it with the E, yeah. Oh, no. Isn't it, isn't it with an E no. in those movies? Well, it's with because an E Because it's without the E. Yeah, in real life. Normally. Yeah. Because it's like, it's a play on the legal. The clause, the yeah. The clause, the Santa Claus. Never, never understood. Even though the E was like crooked on the posters, like every time. Never, never jived, never connected with me. I was like, yeah, clause. C-L-A-U-S-E, yeah. It's, it's weird to market a movie to kids based on, like, legal shit that yeah. they're not going to get. Is I, I haven't seen any of those movies really? for a long time, though, so is it is it, like, for adults, too? It's for adults and kids, yeah. Ah, okay. It's, it's geared towards kids because Disney picked it up and Tim Allen's in it, but it's definitely, like, the humor in it is uh, more towards adults. So, so he, like... Remember. Here's the plot, as I understand it. He murders Santa Claus. <laughs> on accident. On yeah. accident, okay. And then he's got, like, this David Cronenberg, like, body horror experience yeah. as he becomes Santa Claus. And then it ends? And then yeah. he gets a wife? And then he meets Jack Frost? Yeah, pretty much. He has, to, he has to learn how to become Santa Claus. And then, like, in the movies, it's like... Oh, you put a magnifying glass up to the contract or whatever, and it says right here you have to get a wife. And then Jack Frost is like, I know a loophole in the clause, and I'm going to become Santa and ruin Christmas. That's terrible. Yeah. I can't believe Martin Short would do that on, on Santa Claus's birthday. On ABC like Family's 25 Days of Christmas? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, lo- I always love that time. <laughs> it's ABC's Family's 25 Days of Christmas, and you're laughing. And you're laughing. <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> It's a great, uh, that was like what I looked forward to the most and during Christmas times was ABC Family's 25 Days of Christmas because they also, for some fucking reason, aired the Harry Potter movies during yeah. Christmas. And those feel like Christmas movies for me, so I'll sit down and they watch always them They always seem to be on yeah. during Christmas, for sure. Yeah. You know, speaking of, of Christmas, um, did you get any movies under your watching tree this week? I started so many... I'll tell you the ones I've started watching. Okay. I started watching Casino. Ooh. Okay, so you picked like the second longest Martin Scorsese movie. Really good though, so far. I like it. I've got like 40 minutes left. Um, Okay. I started um, Andre Tarkovsky's Stalker. 
Oh, I've been wanting to watch that so bad. In Super fact, I good. added it to my watch list recently just to emphasize. Yeah, yeah, I got I got like 35 minutes in, and I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing so far. Um, especially knowing like all the history behind that movie, just what it's it's really fun watching. Um, and then I also started um, my Octopus Teacher. Oh, um, I've heard weird. I've heard yeah. Well, it's it's so where I'm at in it is is um, it's fine right now. But, okay. Uh, I hear it gets weirder. Um, and then I also started um, started watching Sopranos. <gasps> Never oh, seen the Sopranos before. Oh, myself <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> um, yeah. I got into season two of that recently. Like, I finished the first season. We never talked about it on the show, but... No, what, yeah. Where, how far are you, Sopranos? First wise? episode. Like, I finished oh, the okay. first episode, and I was going to watch the second, but it was three in the morning. So. Hey, your mobster goes to therapy. What happens next? Wada boom, wada boom, ba. I'm guessing a lot of hits go on. Um, I, I, was, I didn't know... Slower paced. Than you would think. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm starting to get that. Like, I don't know what I thought. I I just thought I'd start it because I've seen The Sopranos is like number one on people's like greatest shows of all time, next yeah. to Breaking Bad. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it. I think it's higher rated on like IMDb and you know in people's memory because it's like the the show that made all of the shows we love like possible like mm-hmm. you know most modern dramas can trace their roots to to sopranos and be like yeah we totally got these ideas to do this from sopranos and they made it possible for us to yeah. do it so it's kind of weird to go back and watch it like having mm-hmm. what we have now like i don't know like every time i watch the sopranos like i love the character work and it's very ex- entertaining to watch all this mobster stuff but it does feel like oh man you know this might have been edgy in 2000 but like by these days standards you know we have our walter mm-hmm. whites we have yeah. our like berries we we know this yeah. field pretty well we've seen it play out faster <laughs> um yeah i get what you're saying um that's what i worry i'm worried that if i continue watching the show i might lose interest because if a show just doesn't like like, it's got to, like, pique my interest super soon, and it's got to, like, keep it rolling, because if show start, shows that start out slow, I will never keep up with them, bro. No. I will never. I am in the middle of watching Vikings. That show is really good. I've heard. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I, um, what else did I start? I mean, maybe I didn't start anything else, but I did watch and finish <laughs> in one sitting uh, The Kingdom uh, oh, on Netflix? Peter, yeah. No, not on Netflix. Well, maybe it's on Netflix. No, 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 not that. It's a Peter Bird movie from 07 or 2005 oh, or something like that. Oh, I've never heard of this one. It's like a fictional story about the tensions between um, America and Saudi Arabia uh, because, you know, so we get oil from Saudi Arabia, so we had to make like a pact with them. And apparently, there's like towns in Saudi Arabia where Americans go and live. And there was uh, a fictionalized bombing at one of these like neighborhoods. Uh, okay. And it was from because apparently, okay, I'm not going to even pretend that I know about Saudi politics with America. Though that he gives you kind of a brief overview at the beginning of the movie, but from what I've read, people's don't like Berg's politics in the movie, but from what I can tell, it's based on a matter of opinion because uh, the whole reason for the bombing was because Saudis, some Saudis want, don't care if Americans are there 
others do and want them out and will kill them to get them out. And that's like really, that's true, like real world. But he took that idea and fictionalized like a bombing. Now, whether that is, is in good taste or not, I don't know. But the movie's message is not racist in any way or anything like that. Like it's kind of like for the Saudi, for a, a, a truce and a relationship with Saudi Arabia. The movie though has got some great action sequences because Peter Berg knows how to direct action. And if you watch the movie for nothing else, watch it for the last 30 minutes. It goes from a car chase to a kidnapping to a, a run and gun like shootout and then to a like a basically breach and clear a house kind of thing. It's crazy, bro. But it's it was alright. I liked it alright. Um, nothing too, you know. It's Peter Berg. I like Peter Berg's movies. I don't, though. I don't know Peter Berg right now. P- uh, Patriot's Day, Deepwater Horizon, Mile uh, Twenty Two. I've never watched any really? of the movies, but I've known about them. I guess I've just never put. Yeah, I would recommend watching to... Deepwater Horizon. That's the, his best the one. BP, I think. The BP, the BP oil spill. spill. One? It's okay. really freaking good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why it just never piqued my interest back yeah. in the day. Huh? He he does like political action movies basically he's like a wannabe oliver stone but he can direct action way better than anybody in the business right now like him and chad stileski i'd say are like the best ones for making you feel like you're in a gunfight so that's what he does real well so i would recommend deepwater horizon and probably even patriots day is pretty good too that was about the boston bombings the marathon bombings yeah that one was really good too i think yeah i didn't even I see that one. So these are a lot of more recent movies. Yeah, I know. That he's done. I uh, I'm still playing catch up from like that week that I had oral surgery. So I'll I'll just like try and get these out of the way. Um, I watched Misery, oh, which yeah. is a wonderful adaptation of what? Like surprisingly, I read the book first. Okay. Which I mean, a lot of people would be like, "How?" Because then you have a two-hour movie version of it. Boy, yeah. I mean, what a boom! I still <laughs> like the book more, but I love what Rob Reiner did with the 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 adaptation, and like Kathy Bates is just absolutely like amazing in that role. Love her. James Caan is also like bringing it. Um, I think it's like one of the most solid, just like two hours, just like out there. You know, it's just you put it on and like bam, it's done, and everyone's entertained. Like, yeah, it's just one of those movies. Rob Reiner just is one of the best directors of all time, and I mean, we usually think of comedies like Princess Bride or Spinal Tap, but he did dramas just as well. Yeah, I mean, he's still alive. I don't know why I said he did. Right, because he does them. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. but he had that golden age, like the mm-hmm. late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, for sure. I, I specifically remember watching Misery and, and thinking like this is the best Stephen King adaptation I've seen. Like, really? Yeah. Just like honestly. Ever. I don't think we can count The Shining but the as, Shining as far as like true adaptations you know from the book. Yeah because Stephen King at least likes Misery. Yeah, Stephen yeah. King hates The, the Shining, Shining so much that he made his own miniseries that was <laughs> terrible but apparently more uh, more faithful. Yeah. He likes Doctor Sleep though. Yeah he, I did he hear he likes Doctor Sleep. Because they, they meshed the, the ending of the first book with like, mm-hmm. his story and he's like brilliant I love it <laughs> <laughs> he likes Mike Flanagan yeah well Mike Flanagan also did Gerald's Game yeah Gerald's really Game is great well. oh love that movie also Mike Flanagan's just really good at horror like anything he puts out I'm gonna watch it's, so. ve- it's always very interesting mm-hmm. he does things practically I you, you ain't got that CGI bullshit mm-hmm. that 
people do like when they're trying to de-age actors you know he just casts younger actors like who would have thought who would have thunk it yeah who would have thunk it um i heard that was the biggest problem with it chapter two i haven't seen it but apparently like the the stranger things kids Mm -hmm. in that movie um got too old too fast and so they had to cgi them down to being little or something Uh, i don't even know i don't remember most of it chapter two i hated it really (laughs) yeah i hate that movie i liked the first one so much so i'm kind of surprised that i didn't go see chapter two but i'm also remembering that it the book got significantly weaker when it was focused on the adults Mm. and all the stuff with the kids was like the yeah. shit you read for it was like right. that's the stuff right there. Yeah. The adult did like I agree, like the adults like chapter two, it focuses mainly on the adults with flashbacks of the kids, and for me it's just not the same. Like, I don't think they were cast very well either. No. Um, so but yeah, sad day. I, I like Bill Hader though. I, I assume do too. I assume that he probably killed it. Yeah, I liked Bill Hader in the movie, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, next order of business. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I did watch one of those artsy movies that I'm always adding to my watch list and not watching. <laughs> Lahine. It's a French 1995 movie um, that's in the Criterion Collection, and it's pretty much um, a movie that feels like it could have been released last year with its subject because it's police brutality all the way. Like, um, it's just following these three characters. It's very new wavy because yeah. they just, you know, go around France in a day. It's like takes place over like 24 hours and you just follow these three characters as they go from place to place and right. have different conversations with people. But, you know, the main theme is the police uh, have recently like stomped out a riot and a, a Muslim man is like dying as a result of like his injuries from the police. And there's like, that that like lit fuse in the background mm-hmm. it's like whenever everyone's talking about like if he dies we're gonna lose our shit well, yeah. i'm like i'm gonna go shoot a fucking cop yeah <laughs> if this guy dies um and so that's lingering on in the background but these characters are just going from place to place talking about their feelings they like there's this amazing scene where they're in a bathroom and they're just talking about things and then this old guy comes out and talks about like the holocaust and like his experience and it's like oh my god what the hell is this movie and it works like all of it works um there's an actor in it his name is like vincent castles and he he broke through to the american like film industry like through this movie and i'm i'm not sure what he's been in but he's he's got a very familiar face and as soon as i saw him i was like he has been in shit yeah um is his name Vincent Castles? Oh, no. I've got this all wrong. <laughs> Do your research, Isaac. Learn how to say French name. Oh, Vincent Castle. Okay. He's been at, I don't know. He was like in the Oceans movies. He's in Ocean 12. He's in Shrek, apparently. What the heck? Okay, wow. Yeah, he got popular. Yeah. Well, let's see what he's in Shrek. Because that's the only thing our generation can like for sure go to. Monsieur Hood. Oh, he's the hooded guy with the mirror. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> you know, riveting work. Riveting. In, in, in track and also line. Amazing. Um, let's see. Let's pump these bad boys out. Let's pump them. Pump them. <laughs> pump them. Pump up the jam. I watched Mitchell's versus the Machines, but I want okay. to clarify I was on painkillers and I fell asleep for most of it. The last 30 minutes was really fun, though. I I've liked heard it's it. good. It, it's. It's re- very reminiscent of, like, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I think, like, 
animation wise i would say humor and like emotionality wise it's going for like a, a slightly different thing but it's still good and i right. like it a lot um so i i don't know i'm not gonna like give an official review on that yeah. i missed most of the movie i'm not gonna lie <laughs> um okay let's see I'm sorry, I watched so many movies on Pink. Yeah, no, I, I just don't want them to be like a backlog forever, <laughs> you know? Um, I've got another. I know I saw another. Come on. I'm sorry, I'm looking through my letterbox because hey, I'm, I'm going the best crazy. Tool. Okay. Moonstruck. Yeah. With Cher. She won the best actress Oscar for this one. Um, and I'd heard good things about it before. But it's like absolutely so charming. I love yeah. it so much. Um, it's just pretty much like being Italian and being American. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's funnier than that. Right. And, and also like Nick Cage shows up like ha- like 30 minutes Love in me. with like a wooden hand. And he's got the most ridiculous motivation of all time. He like hates his brother because he blames him for the accident where he cut his fingers off in the blade because his brother had just come into the store before yeah the, the accident or something it's, it's really silly and he but the way nick cage like overperforms it right is like amazing and i don't know like 80s nick cage really yeah. had something going for him <laughs> he was fucking crazy but he was he's still crazy bro okay this one is a very important movie to me i don't know if you've seen it but have you seen kung pao enter the fist no it's like the silly um kung fu movie where they've dubbed over old action karate movies and then also they've thrown in like cgi like cows and shit oh like i've seen a scene from there it was like it was like a meme that was uh i mean it was from the movie somebody just posted it and i watched it so i know what you're talking about yeah that's where he has like a matrix fight yeah which is the most dated part of the movie right but i don't know it was like a very fundamental movie to my humor as like a kid and so it was really interesting to revisit it because it is really outdated and really silly like they'll like add a guy in the background with green screen who's got like a boom box and they play like okay touch this (laughs) (laughs) copyright uh, that's a meme in itself at this point. The the, the me doing like the five seconds of copyright. copyright. You know, you gotta be safe though. Exactly. Sam, get on it. I don't know. Just kidding. Worth mentioning, Compound Enter the Fist. Still funny. Not the funniest movie of all time though. Like seven year old Isaac might have told you though. Right. <laughs> and speaking of very culturally sensitive uh, movies depicting Asian cultures, I also watched Raya the Last Dragon. Gotcha. This we, week. We, no, that was not a very good transition. <laughs> <laughs> Let's clear that up. Um, what, what did you... What, what, what's the what's the, um, the damage? What's going on? I like it a lot. Um, I think mostly this is like the best action that's ever been in a Disney movie. Like, it looks really good. And there's just some cool ass shit. Um, I will say... Most of the plot is kind of derivative of, like, an Avatar The Last Airbender style, like, world. And, I mean, the comparisons to that series are fair. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a Zuko character, you know. They've got to get, like, all these certain pieces to, like, accomplish a goal. And there's five different kingdoms or whatever that are all at, like, war. Um, But it's it's interesting when you're watching it, truly. Because, like, there's not, like, a a solid villain. There's no, like, twist villain in this movie. Right. Which is... Thank fucking God. I'm so sick of, like, Disney 
Pixar movies having yeah, like the twi- a, yeah. a, a twist villain like thirty minutes from the end. It's uh, always half baked, yeah, you know. And like it never. Sometimes you can see it coming too, and it's really ridiculous. Mm. I don't like it. I, I wish that would. I wish that would die out. That like that trend with everything animated. I wish it would just go away because it's not cool. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's really half baked. But I will say. That I think that is the movie's like biggest weakness is that it doesn't have like the most engaging plot ever. Like mm-hmm. the characters are likable, the action is cool, the animation. I mean, at this point, you know, you know that you're getting like a pretty beautifully animated movie with Disney, and there are yeah. a lot of cool shots in this one. Um, I would just say like mostly seeing like Asian cultures represented like front and center was the big thing with this one. I liked, but the writing was like. Eh. Right. You know, but I hope that Raya bombing at the box office doesn't mean that Disney takes the wrong messages away from this and goes like, okay, well, we can't make movies with people of color yeah. at the center of them. Just realize that don't use Disney Plus as your only means yes. to release a movie. So and maybe, stupid. you know, release it for free like you did Soul so people actually watch it. Yeah. Or wait till COVID's over. Or, Literally. or near over. Because, I mean, they're releasing Cruella. I don't know if yeah. that's going to do well. Is that out? It, yeah, it's out. It's doing well so far. Okay. And Quiet actually, people Place are... Part 2 won, I think. <sighs> yeah, bro. 57, almost 60 million in its first four days. Oh, my God. You know, before the pandemic, I would kind of laugh at those numbers. But now, that's like... That's huge. Most yeah. popular movie of all time, I gotta yeah. say. Yeah. And I assume that the budget for it was not very big at all. So they probably, you know, are close to at least making their money back. Because I remember, I think I remember reading A Quiet Place, the first one, didn't take a lot of money to make, like at all. No. It was um, like so, one set. I'm, yeah. You know, it was you're... one set, yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, I know. This, this very one, simple movie. Probably a little bit more bigger of a budget because they knew the first one did so well, and I think they're in multiple locations. In this yeah. Movie, so, but still, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. I was gonna go see it uh, today or tomorrow. Today, I don't feel like getting out of the house, and tomorrow, I think we got something going on. So, I'm just, I'm gonna see, but I'm gonna go watch it, and I. I honestly might go watch Cruella, not going to lie, because people have been saying that it's not as bad as they thought it was going to be, and it's not straight up like a, a Disney's Joker, you know? I've been hearing Disney's Joker, though. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there is one thing that got spoiled for me about it that I was like, that is probably the dumbest shit I've ever heard um, concerning her... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> concerning her backstory... Um, but I don't know, I'm still interested because honestly, I just love Emma Stone. I think she's phenomenal, I do so. I think Emma Stone is the, she's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, hey, um, speaking of, uh, new releases, it's time for some news. dun 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 Loki. Uh, let's just let's just get all the Marvel let's shit out of the go way. With Loki. I still haven't watched the official trailer because I don't care. <laughs> you don't want. You don't care about Loki. I don't. I don't know. I feel like I'll watch it when it comes out, but I didn't even watch like Falcon and Winter Soldier trailers or WandaVision trailers. I watched like one WandaVision teaser. I think I just get caught up in the 
cultural craze that happens once they do finally come out. But like, I don't know. When does Loki come out? Is it like, June 9th. Oh, so that's like next week. Yeah, next Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll care about it yeah. next Wednesday. But right well, now, I, I don't think I have anything in me for what it. I, what I think is so... Um, what, what I'm trying to get at here, Marvel's... Um, uh, frick, what do you call it? They're like... They're pre- I guess they're... Their hype train or whatever mm-hmm. is rolling at breakneck speed. Because in the end of April, we got the Shang-Chi trailer. Yeah. And then I still haven't watched the Shang-Chi trailer either. <laughs> well, then you probably haven't watched the Eternals trailer we got a week ago. I watched it ago. without sound on my phone because okay, yeah. I was at a thing. <laughs> yeah. It looked like it was really well shot. And then also I heard that they hadn't interfered in like anything. anything. Oh, yeah. Because we yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so they released that, and so now everybody is um, getting ready for the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer to release, and from what we've heard... I'll watch that. I will watch that, yeah. Theaters have um, already gotten the trailer. I saw that tweet. Yeah, so I'm just curious if they're going to, like, play it in front of trailers this Friday or if they're going to release the trailer tomorrow morning because it's Tom Holland's birthday tomorrow. Normally, they do stuff related to cast. Like, the cast will be like, oh, guess what? I'm going to give you this. And Tom Holland spoils stuff all the time. They'll probably do something with that. Um, you anyway, it's, it's my favorite trailer for my birthday. It's Spider-Man for, no, I mean, No Way Home. No Way Home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show it to you right now. It's on his laptop. Oh, blimey. I accidentally showed you the Uncharted trailer. <laughs> Oh, it's always happening to me. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that drops tomorrow as well. But Go if... see my movie, Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Go see Cherry with the Russo Brothers on Apple TV+. Plus, that nobody has, by the way. Did the Russo Brothers direct Cherry? Yeah. Or they produced it or something. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's the Russo Brothers. I heard thing. it's really bad. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Sheesh. I never even saw their like extraction movie, which apparently was the most watched thing on Netflix last year. Was it good? Chris Hemsworth was. I didn't watch it. it. I don't care to watch movies like that anymore. No. Last Chris Hemsworth army movie I saw was Twelve Strong. That was what the most is basic this a genre? Military. Like a, like a Chris Hemsworth <laughs> military burst. I, I guess I guess white popular buff man in an army movie like. I don't think I'm I'm interested in those anymore. Is what I'm trying to it, say. I guess it just feels like propaganda now. Yeah. You know, like when we were younger, you know, those movies are cool because people are like, "Oh my god, Black Hawk Down is so like badass." Yeah. But like, now you the context of like why we're in the Middle East most of the time, yeah. and then to see a movie about like some badass military man fucking up the Middle East, yeah. it's like. Well, now I just feel bad that he's there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Yes. <laughs> What's he doing? I feel he the same way. He committed a war crime or something? <laughs> Get him on out. Barry, Barry committed a war crime. God, Barry. Well, Barry Barry's not a role model. Okay? <laughs> That's true. Barry is That's an true. anti-hero. Ugh. Watch Barry. Stream Barry. Watch Barry on HBO Max. What if we made a Barry fan cam? Let's do it. <laughs> 
I hate fan cams. Me too. What? Is, how did they happen? I don't. I don't know. Did, I feel like BTS people just like didn't care about like what they were posting and replies to shit, and then people were like making fun of it at first. But now there's like a Marvel fan cam yeah. on like a stop Asian hate post every everywhere you go. There's yeah. a fucking fan cam in it's the comments. Stupid. It's so stupid. But. Huh. Yeah, the military genre I don't watch anymore. Um, where was I even going with that? Oh, uh, Russo Brothers. Uh, oh. No Way Home. No Way Home, there Sorry. we go. Woo, trace it all back. Um, <laughs> I'm a tangent unraveler. Just... <laughs> Me too. Um, yeah, th- so if y'all are listening to this and the No Way Home trailer dropped, tell us what you think. Some people don't like the idea of it being a Spider-Verse. Some people just want it to be... The Sinister Six versus MCU Spider-Man, but it looks like Sony's got other plans with their Craven the Hunter movie and their Venom movies and yeah. their Morbius movie. And I'm so bored of I'm, all of them already. I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care. Either. I like, I all I want for Christmas is Into the Spider-Verse two, and that's <laughs> it. That's all you want. That's all I want. I don't know if I'm. I I may be like the the outcast here. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, great movie. I don't I don't care though, like as much as other people care. I just I don't understand the egregious amounts of hype for that movie and just like people toting it as like a masterpiece in like every area. Like the animation was beautiful, the story was pretty good. I like we got a black Spider-Man on screen, that's dope what like what else is there to like what am i missing because like people are just they they are still screaming about that movie to this day and it came out four years three years ago i don't know it's like it's just one of those movies that's like it's a solid movie and then yeah just kind of leave it be you know don't don't dredge it out and like pull out quotes and random scenes from it all the goddamn time and it can stay golden yeah and i feel like it it has kind of worn on me because of the way people like tout it out, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it's good. It yeah. really is yeah. good. It's just like, you know, I, let's move on. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I've never been a big fan of staying on one thing for a really mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. You know, like let's talk about something else. Yeah. Things have come out. I don't know. Yeah. And also just superhero fatigue in general. It's like, yeah. I don't think any superhero movie that comes out these days is like, a masterpiece okay right. it's just like it it's was impressive movie. i guess yeah. it's a spectacle sure yeah excuse me the zeitgeist if you will um ant-man and wasp quantumania begins filming in three weeks oh man and that's not even that's i know it comes out next year so i'm right uh and guys Stuart little is leaving hbo max tomorrow yeah blech Wow, get it out of here. Okay, I'm I'm like gonna throw up. <laughs> I'm having okay, to look I'm... at that mouse. <laughs> Wait, can I read in honor of Stuart Little leaving HBO Max, the greatest copy pasta of all time? And while I'm pulling that up, do you want to tell me what you think of the Last Night in Soho trailer? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to get into. Is all the trailers we're getting. Um, I'm interested. I don't really get it, but I'm interested. Like, I trust Edgar Wright for the most part. Okay, so. fuck Edgar Wright for a second. Okay, yeah, fuck him. And let's talk about Stuart Little. Yeah, fuck him. This is this is my favorite copy pasta. I fucking hate Stuart Little. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. This is some kind of funny joke, but no, Stuart Little is a piece of shit. 
a damn rat got picked over actual children at an orphanage and he's supposed to be a hero? And I can't even tell you how many damn times I've seen a great parking space only to turn the corner and realize Stuart Little is already parked there in his stupid little fucking convertible. He took my wife and the kids and my house and my job. I swear to fucking God, I'm going to kill myself and take that goddamn rodent to hell with me. Stuart Little has ruined my family. Last summer, I approached the miserable mouse in the street and asked him for his autograph because my son is a huge fan. The fucking rat gave me the autograph and told me to burn in hell. <laughs> Later, when I gave my son the autograph, he started crying and he said he hated me. Turns out, motherfucker didn't write his autograph. No, he wrote, you're a piece of shit and I fucked your mom. <laughs> I'm now divorced and planning cla- a huge class action lawsuit against the white devil that ruined my life. Your time is almost over, Stuart. All the people you've wronged will rise against you. <laughs> Will rise against you. We fucking hate Stuart Little. We hate Stuart Little. This on this podcast, stupid little mouse. Um, He's a little whore mouse. Let me just say, uh, let me reiterate what we've already said on this podcast before. M Night Shyamalan co-wrote this movie. Co-wrote the script for Stuart Little. Just FYI, but like same year as Sixth Sense. Yeah, he did Stuart Little. Stuart Little. Speaking of M. Night Shyamalan, did you see the old trailer? The new one that dropped? That's old news. Oh, Or wait, or is there a new old trailer? A new old trailer. Oh my dropped god. Dropped a couple days ago. Well, it is two days old, yeah, but it's not old. old. No. Old. Not old. But the movie is old. What? No, it's coming out this year, I thought. No, it's called old. It's old. No, um, it looks okay. I saw Saw. You saw Saw? I see Saw. You see I Saw? I went to see Saw. I see shells by the seashore. I see them. And I sell them. I'm not I'm not interested in all that just this is a way for me to tell you that I don't I don't think it looks very good and I don't I don't know why M. Night Shyamalan spent so much damn time writing it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a secret. I don't really care about it either. I think it kinda looks bad. I think like most M. Night Shyamalan movies are bad and we have like two good ones and then Split, I mean Split, sometimes I don't even count it because like he wrote it when he wasn't terrible at making movies, you know, and then he also did like Avatar The Last Airbender, which is like a war crime. Yeah, I forgot about that. We can't forgive him for that. Um, so in the, in the, happen- in the happening... Like, the old gives me the happening vibes. Like, what is he doing? This is is a very gentle way to transition into our topic. Did y'all know there's a pandemic going on? Crazy. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? So we were thinking about the pandemic lately you know as as one does and we were thinking like when are people gonna start making movies and also potentially like shows about this goddamn thing what are they gonna look like and um you know already we have an early answer to that question we have the borat subsequent movie movie film film. which kind of i mean wasn't trying to be 
a pandemic movie and then just had the the I don't know if unfortunate circumstance is right because it's kind of fortunate (laughs) the way it happened for them of of being made during the pandemic and basing their plot line all around that and and now um the people that he hold up with in the house Uh there's a whole special on them like where they're they're being talked to by like hillary clinton and all these people about all their fucking crazy conspiracy theories and i'm like oh my god what the hell? We yeah. we we want to talk to these guys, <laughs> the ones that were too stupid to know who the fuck Borat was. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. I like how in the beginning of that movie, that's one of the ones I started but haven't finished because okay. I I could have finished it but I stopped because I got secondhand embarrassment mm. really bad. And I like, couldn't that do it anymore. With him. But the um, just the. Uh, where was I going? Oh my god, my entire mind blew away just now. What was I even trying to say? Borat? Borat. Movies? COVID? Yeah, everybody started noticing him in the movie. Like, like 10 minutes in, people were noticing him. I'm very surprised he got it. He got anybody that didn't know like that it was at least a character that some comedy dude was playing. Because there's so much of that now. That's why he wears like a disguise. Like yeah, that's not but... Borat for most of the movie. But like, at some point, people have to realize it's Sasha Baron Cohen. Doing, he can't yeah. keep getting away yeah, with this. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I mean, it's great that he did. He did manage to do it. But I thought there was no way in hell that. I know he was wearing a disguise, but like with the voice. Yeah. You know, everybody does the voice like as like jokes and Very stuff. Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. Everybody says I love my wife, but. I don't know, but I need to finish it because I've heard it's actually really good. It is actually really good. I liked what I saw, but... But I guess my point there is, like, that's, like, a very early, like, idea. Like, but I feel like this is probably the most tasteful we're going to get because it's, like, something that was actually made during during the pandemic. Um, And there's another show I watched this year called How To with John Wilson. Mm -hmm. And it was the whole premise going in is that it's just about John Wilson filming some stuff in New York and making like kind of a narrative out of uh, all of the things he filmed. But the thing is in the last episode, you know, he's filming things and places are shutting down. Like the word of the virus he heard about in the last episode, like kind of like catches up and he and his like elderly neighbor who hang out all the time and watch Jeopardy have to stop hanging out. And it's, like, really interesting. Yeah. Because it's, like, a real-time breakdown of what what it's supposed to be. And that media just kind of devolved from one thing into that, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's like, wow, this is super interesting if it's going to be like that. Like, people releasing projects that they started Mm -hmm. during COVID and then trying to finish them in, in this, like, new way. Yeah, I think that's, that's honestly the best like hope we have at this not looking terrible and yeah. being in poor taste, you know. Yeah, no, it's um, you're we're gonna get a lot of movies just centered. Uh, I, I guarantee you there'll be a movie about that cruise ship that was stranded when it first started. Yeah, and there was sick passage on board. Now that might be a pretty riveting movie if they do it right, but like um, that's gonna come out amongst a wave of movies just. Like, I don't know, like, it's, the the writing's gonna be so terrible, but you can't make this shit up, either. No. You know, I don't, I don't know, I don't want, 
here's the thing. I don't want to watch movies about the pandemic. I don't want to go back to that time in our lives. It was a sucky time. I hated it. It's horrible. I don't want to do it anymore. And I think we would be better off if we didn't rush to start writing screenplays. Like, like I think I'll, I'll even get annoyed if somebody writes a screenplay, screenplay just set the backdrop is the pandemic. I will yeah. still get annoyed. I'll be like, stop it. I don't I don't want to see What it. are you going to write that we haven't like it's felt be... or memed about like being exactly. inside for a year? I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to say anything controversial, but like Bo Burnham is releasing like a comedy special called like Inside. inside. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like other than like Bo Burnham doing comedy and a new special, like I don't see what's so great about like doing a whole special that you filmed during the pandemic while you were inside like right now it just doesn't sound very interesting to me or like something that i would enjoy watching like i'm trying to forget that time and like i don't know it sounds terrible it sounds miserable any movie about this yeah like the only thing i want to see right now is like a documentary about what the fuck went wrong so we can understand it maybe mm-hmm. and move on and laugh like oh my god that's terrible that that happened mm-hmm. anyway this yeah exactly yeah i just want to i just documentaries would be fine but i don't want any fic i don't want fictional movies and i don't want them to win an oscar if they win an oscar i'll riot oh you know okay i i have a fun idea okay I want you to pitch some Oscar bait. Okay. What you think might win Best Picture based around this, like, pandemic. Okay. Um, okay. I've got mine in my head right now. Okay. And I'm just going to kind of, like, stream of consciousness this. Okay. I foresee an Andrew Cuomo biopic that's going to come out. Okay. Um, and, of course, you know, Andrew Cuomo existed before the pandemic i mean and he had a claim to being the governor of new york before the pandemic and he had like sexual misconduct like before too yeah but you know i feel like the movie will center on like his moments of like bravery and i feel like tom hanks Mm -hmm. no maybe not tom hanks it might have to be someone younger Matt Damon. (laughs) No, wait. Who's going to win an Oscar for this role? Daniel Day-Lewis coming out of retirement. (laughs) Uh, We can only wish. He comes out of retirement, but he's not working with, like, a really great director, like PTA. He's working with, let's say, um, not Brett Ratner. (laughs) Who would actually win an Oscar? Um, Um... Maybe Ang Lee, for some reason, Ang is Lee. doing a movie yeah. about this. Sure. Well, it would have to be more visually stunning, though, wouldn't yeah. it? Who's going to direct the Andrew Cuomo, Matt Damon-led project? Um, probably... Oh, uh, frick. Probably a director we've never even heard of, to be honest. I don't know. Like, a bi- who does biopics? Yeah, who phones it in all the time? Oh! Wh- you know, fresh off of his... Bohemian Rhapsody phoning it in. Of we can course. get Brian, Brian Singer. Singer. Yeah. Brian Singer bringing. Oh my God. Here's the cast. Okay. okay it's a go. controversial movie. It might not win an Oscar. Kevin Spacey returns <laughs> to returns. the screen okay. as Andrew Cuomo. And people think it's brilliant because Kevin Spacey also had a sexual 
misconduct allegation. And some people don't want to admit it, but they miss seeing Kevin Spacey. They want to see him on the big screen. And a lot of the Academy voters are like, come on, he did his time. It's been five years. Let's do it. So Kevin Spacey is Andrew Cuomo. And it's great because you've got um, John Lithgow as Donald Trump. And there's a lot of like intense fight scenes in the movie yeah it's like you've got but you've got like really obnoxious like split screen like damn talking and uh john lithgow as like donald trump is all like i'm taking your ppa i'm taking it from you andrew cuomo and andrew cuomo's all like i'm kevin spacey and i want my ppe back give it back to me give it back give it and also give me back my career (laughs) Give, give it back to me i want it Hot okay, there has to be fictionalized secretary character that gotcha. has Cuomo. Margot Robbie. Margot <laughs> Yes <laughs> It's the only choice. Margot Robbie is like, Andrew Cuomo, how do you do it? How do you be so sexy and brave all the time? And Cuomo's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to be so sexy and yet so brave. And yet <laughs> so brave. Um and the scores Really forgettable. Yeah. Um, they could not afford Trent Reznor and Atticus like Ross, Ross yeah. for this one. So they got... Um, they got fucking Danny Elfman. But Danny not Elfman. like Danny Elfman at his prime, but like Just... Danny Elfman doing the score for Fifty Shades Darker. Yeah. <laughs> did Let's, you know yeah. he did that score? No, I didn't. But that that con- That's concerning. That hurts me a little bit. If you pay Danny Elfman any amount of money... He'll do it. He will come I mean, hey. and score your movie. Some money to money, but fuck. Uh, Wait, let's just get the whole trifecta here. Okay. Instead of who did we even have directing this movie? That's how forgettable um, they were. Yeah, um, uh, fucking Brian Singer. Brian Singer, get Brian Singer out of there. Okay. Let's get Roman Polanski. Okay. Controversial all the way. All the way. All the way. Because Cuomo's controversial. Spacey's controversial. Oh my God, Polanski's touching this thing. How could it get any more controversial? Boom, Margot Robbie's in it. I that's not very controversial, no. but it does say, oh, she's willing to work with Roman Polanski. Yeah. That's a bit effed up. Yeah. And then probably Vigo Mortensen's in the movie because he likes to be in controversial. He does. Movies. But here's the thing, Polanski's banned from the United States. No, it doesn't film in the U.S. No, it's got to film in Poland, though. It films in Poland, and Polanski's Polanski. He buys, like, a set of New York. It's All of it's in (laughs) fucking his his office or something, and... (laughs) And Aaron Sorkin's like, okay, Polanski, I'll work with you. Yeah, just I was about- Aaron Sorkin yeah, writes yes. a screenplay. <laughs> I was about to say that, so the dialogue can be just like back and forth. And then there's like quips, like Donald Trump has like quips now, and he's like, Cuomo, you know how they make an omelet? And Cuomo's like, what? What, Trump? How do they make it? And he's like, they crack a few eggs, and I'm about to crack yours. No, that's not very Sorkin-esque. It would have to be clever. It would have to be pretending to be clever also there would have to be just enough political stuff that people don't know what it is that it has to seem smart in the dialogue it's like that's a quid that's a quid pro quo i know what that is but that's also section b a c this law which prevents this crime during the pandemic it's like i don't know what that is but that's crazy smart that he wrote that sounds sounds good i'll go with it (laughs) I think my movie might not win an Oscar, but it's the most talked about movie What's in that cycle. 
it's gonna be called oh shit it has to be like kind of inspired both by cuomo's um hot water and kevin spacey's hot water so it's so, like um it could be called the swamp the swamp no drain in the swamp no man. no it's gotta be something more pandemic-y did he ever say anything homosexual homosexual and it's gonna win an oscar for best picture or at best least picture. nominated yeah and i mean kevin spacey might not get nominated and people might not like admitting it but they want roman polanski yeah Kevin Spacey in the movie. Now, let me say something really quickly. I don't think this sounds like a very good movie, <laughs> but I do think this is something that could happen. Yeah, I agree. Oh, Casey, um, what's your pitch? So, mine. Um, we're going to try and go for the Academy is thinking they don't want to be as controversial and they kind of want to... They, they have good intentions... But it's bad. The safe bet that pisses everyone off. Yes. Okay. So we're going to have a movie set in the middle of the pandemic. And it's going to be about the misinformation of the pandemic. Oh. And it's going to have our a, a token Asian character that is getting bullied and belittled because it's called the China virus and whatnot. Oh, okay. okay? And it's, it's going to be sort of like Crash, and we're not going to focus on one person. We're going to jump around to different characters. You know, we're going to have Adam Driver in the movie. He's going to be in there. We're going to have um, another who's who also who is in Will Smith's in the movie, Oscar bait. Right okay. Uh, sort of like we got some uh, Helen Mirren is going to be in there. We're going to have some classic Oscar bait actors and actresses, um, just to name a few. Uh, it's going to be composed. The score is going to be by Howard Shore. Okay. Wow. Um, because Spotlight, um, which I think Howard Shore is a great composer, but he is a lot of like Academy Award. He does a lot of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to have, who's going to direct this thing? Who's going to direct it? It's going to be like the whitest director ever. And that's oh, why it's going to be so, that's why it's going to be so problematic. Oh yeah. And I mean, definitely white screenwriter too. Definitely. Maybe it's someone we don't know about yet who's like trying to just play on the on the academy's like yeah. streams. But like, no, there's got to be someone. This sounds like someone's like cup of tea. Yeah. What, uh, what about what about what about what about? Maybe this could be like the Green Book guys. Yeah. Like next movie. Yeah. The Farley brothers. The Farley. Yeah, let's do them. That, okay. They're, they're gonna they're gonna direct it, and it's it's gonna be um, it's gonna be written. Oh, Peter Farley. Peter, Peter, okay, gotcha. Let's let's see who's gonna write this thing. We're gonna have it written by, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, John Lee Hancock's writing this thing. Okay. Why? Because uh, he he seems to miss the mark a lot. Okay. Um, and um, what's he done? Uh, the the founder, the Blind Side, the Little oh. Things, oh, Saving Mr. Banks, the Highwaymen, stuff like that. No, yeah, he he's not the best yeah. guy it turns out see it's movies. it's like it's like good intentions but it's always bad <laughs> you know it's like the most average career of all time yeah exactly um and but it's scored by howard shore so everybody's thinking it's, it's gonna be great and um, and all the stories get this are gonna interconnect what at the siege of the capital on oh! january 6th it's gonna go all the way there 
Um, and we're going to have, uh, who should we have play Donald Trump? Because he's got a cameo. Oh, yeah. You can't have John Lithgow in two movies, though. It has to be a new Donald Trump actor. Um, Who's the one that did it on SNL? Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. We could bring him back. We yeah, could, let's we do could it. bring him back. Like, come yeah. on, Alec. Um, yeah, so it ends at the, at the siege of the Capitol, and it ends with one of our characters dying um, at the Capitol. Oh, man. Um, and let's see. Yeah, uh, that's that's basically it. And um, let's call it... Hmm. Le- Excuse me. Let's call it Distance. Oh, that's that's our tope. That's that's distance. It. Yes, it means a lot. It means a lot. God. Yeah, it's gonna be Academy Award winner. That and one I could see winning the 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 Oscar. I feel like mine was a bit too controversial for those <laughs> wimps. I mean, okay. it, shit, it also could it still didn't happen. Sound very good. <laughs> Mine doesn't sound very good either. I want to watch a crash and I just can't believe movie. we gave the industry the perfect movies to ruin award seasons with. Mm. My God. Oh, you know your token Asian character is going to be played by Steve Young because, I mean, yeah. as much as, like, I love his work mm-hmm. and, like, everything, like, I feel like Hollywood, like, often just uses him as just, like, they throw him in a movie yeah. or something to like try and give it credibility. But he also picks really solid projects. So I don't know, actually, if he would be tricked into being in this terrible Oscar bait movie, you know? Yeah. Maybe paid a lot. Right. He's now an Oscar awards guy. Yeah. You know, he's got a nomination under his belt. That's true. What won Best Picture this year? Uh, it was Nomadland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zhao yeah. won. Yeah. And I was like, eh, okay. Okay, cool. I'm not sure. I don't know. I wasn't really offended. <laughs> over the Oscar yeah, winners this I wasn't year. either maybe it's getting better maybe next year it'll be like a banger you know? I figure we'll have like about half of the material we usually would have and then 2022 will maybe be a normal year again mm-hmm. I don't know so I'm not getting my hopes up yeah but I don't know well, well guys uh, <clears throat> drop your Oscar uh your Oscar paid pandemic movie ideas We're down Belchin below. We're Belchin and Squelchin. Today. Yeah, we are Belchin and Squelchin, but uh, y'all y'all should make up some with us and drop them in the comments on Twitter and stuff. And we'll we'll have a poll and we'll have a couple polls like a ranking, and we'll vote for the best one. And if you win, you get a, you get you a get, cool you a get good the job movie Oscar. Yeah, award you get eventually. the. You, oh, you know what we'll do at the end of the year? We'll have a Mind Over Movies. Uh, fucking awards show oh my god and you you could be in for an award you could be you could win an award we're really we're just shooting the ideas right now yeah. but it will be something something will happen it's gonna materialize year. yeah just you wait just you wait <laughs> uh, you watching me okay <laughs> um yeah i feel like there was something else we had to talk about but uh yeah, I don't know, man. Well, let's just make this the shortest Mind Over Movies ever. Okay. You know, a solid 55 minutes. That's pretty short, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Y'all can go to lunch early today. Yeah, thank you. Get get on out of here, kids. Yeah, you know what? Here, cue the, cue the school bell. 
Alright, alright, now everybody remember next week, my, it'll come out again, you have to be back here, not 8 o'clock sharp for your next class. Okay, right. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday, people. Tuesday. You kiddos, have fun. Have a good weekend. Love you. Hey, Landon, let's work on the work on the listening next yeah. time, okay? Please. We noticed that you weren't paying attention towards the end there. Yeah. Come on, Landon. Come on. Sheesh. All right. Is that everybody? Okay. okay. That's everybody. All right. All right. See you. See you later. Have a good weekend. Right. Bye-bye. Bye.